0: That's when you start getting upset and frustrated that it's not working fast enough. You don't 100% believe in your business, don't get upset when the person you're trying to sell your products or services to doesn't 100% believe in your business either. And actually, if you've not got that self-belief, you know, when it starts getting a little bit sticky, go back and go and get a proper job. On this week's
1: episode of Escape the Rat Race Radio, we have a very special guest indeed. It's the UK's number one motivational speaker, Mr. Brad Burton. Now, for those of you that may not have come across Brad before, he is the hard hitting, no nonsense speaker, originally from Salford, Manchester, now living in Somerset. And he's an Amazon number one bestseller. He runs the Brad Camp and he's the founder of the UK's number one biggest, largest business networking for networking. You're going to absolutely love this interview, Brad doesn't hold anything back, he tells it like it is. He's a true entrepreneur and he has come from humble beginnings which he will share with you through this interview. So let's not wait any longer, I can't wait for this, let's hand it over to Mr Brad Burton. So welcome to another episode of Escape the Rat Race Radio, and this week we have a very, very special guest. We have Mr. Brad Burton on the line.
0: Are you there, Brad? I'm just hiding now, pretending, just joking. Yeah, I'm absolutely (laughs) here. Ready to roll. Nine o'clock on the nose. Let's do it. Yeah, good stuff, Brad. How are you doing today? Yeah, you know what? As always, I'm kicking ass. I've got a really positive outlook. It's Monday. I'm good to go. You're good to go. What's not to love? I know, I know. And where
1: are you in the world today, Brad?
0: Well, I, I, I've actually got myself a secret bunker over in Somerset. I'm a bit like Batman in that. I've got myself an underground cave and laboratory uh, where I hide out and do all my mixing all rubbish. Um, I'm actually over in Somerset. I'm based in Somerset now. I've lived here for about 20 years. And, um, you know, this is, this is home for me now, originally from Manchester, but Somerset right now is home.
1: Yeah, very nice. And we obviously hooked up a couple of weeks ago. We met at the Entrepreneurs Academy London the other week, which is run by Junior, and um, you smashed up the crowd like you always do. That was a great night.
0: Yeah, you know what? It was a wonderful night, and there's a real vibe there. There's a lot of people coming up to me afterwards. You can always tell a good gig because of that. You know, either people shoot off or you've got a big queue of people. It was wonderful. You know, I'm just a a working class lad from Manchester, and then people, you know, get me autographed and people taking photographs. It was, yeah, mind blowing. But yeah, great gig, great gig. And what Junior's doing out there is is really uh, groundbreaking
1: definitely hats off to him let's really get stuck into this because i want to obviously give maximum value to all of our listeners all of the escape the rat race members now the podcast comes out on a monday morning so for many people monday mornings are something they dread Mm. i know that i've been in that position in the past where i just can't really be asked to face another week sat in the office you know looking at the clock and uh You know, it was over 10 years ago, if I'm right, when you sacked your boss and you've got a great story behind that. Would you say that it's got easier or harder for people in this day and age now to be able to sort of leap from that employee to entrepreneur route?
0: If you're dreading Monday mornings or your weekends are going too fast, you're in the wrong job, you're in the wrong business. Now I was in the wrong job, wrong business 12 years ago. And I told my employer to shove his job up his backside. And, you know, I was £25,000 in debt, no income and my wife wanted me to go and get a proper job because at least you know where you stand. You know you know exactly where you stand with a proper job. No, you don't. Tell that to the 5,000 people from HSBC that have just been let go. The 3,000 people from Boots. When you run your own business, you know exactly where you stand. Skin, you've got to get used to it. I would say that right now, more than ever before, especially with the likes of the internet and the fact that you can work anywhere and you've got your mobile phones, your iPhones and what have you, um, more than ever before, it's so easy. It's so easy. But I think the thing that people lack is self belief. And actually, if you've not got that self belief, it's all too easy to go. You know, when it starts getting a little bit sticky, go back and go and get a proper job. Um, I I think the prevalence, like I say, of of handsets like the like me when I'm on the road, I'm always in contact via Twitter, via Facebook. And that's the thing is that the old days of having to pick the call, uh, pick the phone up and do cold call and the like, you can just circumvent that now. And you can just at Brad Burton on Twitter. Yeah. So so more than ever before, it's a whole lot easier. But I think the thing that's not changed is that self-belief thing. I think that's the X factor, whether you've got what it takes or not to make it.
1: That leads on perfectly to the next question that I had is that, is entrepreneurship for everybody? And, and is it something that can be learned?
0: So I'm 43 now. I didn't start my own business off till I was 31, right? You know, that's 31, you know, that's... Um, it was quite a long time in my life, really, before I threw the switch. And what happened for me was I was working for a company. The penny dropped that I could be working 40, 60, 80 hour weeks for this company and still never be able to have the life that I wanted for my family. And it was like, like the sort of scales fell away from my eyes. And I just thought, wow, everything that I've been told work hard and get yours, you know, you get a nice, comfortable pension was a myth. So, in terms of entrepreneurship, I don't actually believe everyone is cut out for it. And I think it's all too tempting You think you are cut out for it. I think it's all too tempting to watch The Apprentice or Dragon's Den and think that, well, that could be me. I've got a great idea. Well, great idea is just one part of it. Literally, the amount of great ideas that I've had in my time, you know, that's 1% of it. The actual doing it is 99% of it. So I don't think everyone's cut out for it. I think people need to be honest to, to to save themselves getting themselves into a mess, I think you need to be honest with themselves. And it's a bit like the X Factor, yeah. you know. Um, you see people going on there and they sound like wailing banshees, yet the family and friends have said, Yeah, it's the best, you know, you're the best singer ever. Come on, Simon, put her through. And that's the danger sometimes with business, in that you see people, um, it's all very well saying, Yeah, there's a great idea for you to paint pictures and we'll, you know, everyone will buy them. But actually, talk is cheap, money buys houses. So you've got to get beyond the friends and family telling you it's a great idea to establish really first and foremost, is it really a great idea? So not everyone's cut out for it. And I think you need to be honest with yourself sooner rather than later.
1: And obviously that the age that we're in now with the internet and just so much overwhelm out of there that I find a lot of people that come and join the meetups every month with us, just, uh, just don't know which direction to look at. And um, I've seen some of your great videos recently where you, you talk about the grind and the hustle. And there's a lot of this on the internet now. And as you say, it's made out that, you know, anyone can become an entrepreneur. And, you know, you've got to be working absolutely every second of the day. And and it's true, you have got to work hard. There's no doubt about that. But what's your take on kind of this kind of whole sensation around entrepreneurship that seems to have really grown over the last 18 months?
0: absolutely so here's the thing chris gary vanichuk grinds gary vanichuk hustles and this guy is, a, is an animal you know there's not there's not many people out there that are, are cut from that same cloth and if you try to copy his playbook and you're just a normal person that doesn't have that daft intensity and daft drive then you're going to come unstuck you're going to feel a failure you're going to feel that you've underachieved so what i've just talked about in my new book which is out soon uh now what this whole thing is about um being you, being the best version of you, finding your level, because not everyone can be Alan Sugar, not everyone can be Richard Branson, but what you can be is a better version of you. Let's just go back to me. I was 31 year old uh, when I started my business off. You know, I've done four years in the dole, for so four years signing on. You know, I never had a pot to piss in. Now you look from where, where I'm at. You know, I've written four books. Uh, I run four networking, 5,000 networking meetings. I'm a motivational speaker. I get paid lots of money to go on speaking. I'm still the same guy that I've always been. Difference is the ingredients have changed. Sorry, the recipe has changed. The ingredients are the same. The recipe has changed. And it's taken me 12 years to get to that stage. No amount of hustling and grinding back then. I couldn't have forced it. How do you boil an egg? It takes time. And if you've not got time, you ain't boiling an egg. You can speed it up the process, but that's called scrambled egg. Is that what you wanted? So, this whole thing here, it's all about people finding their way. Stop looking at Gary Vaynerchuk. And I've got nothing but admiration for the kid. But what I'm trying to say is that's not for everyone right? Not everyone's got that mad intensity that that guy's special gear. And if you try to copy somebody else's playbooks, like somebody trying to copy my playbook, you'll come unstuck in the same way that I try to copy other people's playbooks in like your archetypal professional person. I try to copy their playbook and guess what? I came up empty every single time. That's bizarre. And this is what happens. So you've got to find your own playbook by all means, get inspiration, get motivation and driven from these people. But honestly, you cannot build a plan around just grinding and hustling. You've got to have focus and you've got to know what you're doing.
1: That is one of the reasons I I would imagine why events such as 4Networking, which is uh, obviously the business that you've built, um, to phenomenal success and meetup groups such as the Escape the Rat Race meetup and many others is a great starting point for people. And they're not quite sure exactly what the right path is for them to go and hang around with like-minded people and and test the water before investing loads of money. And I know that both you and I are both passionate about that same cause of people not wasting time and money unnecessarily, which you know unfortunately we see quite often these days
0: but chris what happens is you have this whole piece where when i speak i tell people that it's going to be a long arduous road okay and if anyone comes on in my training courses it's a long arduous road just let me tell you that it's going to take your time where the industry, the personal development industry is, is, is built up, is, hey, guess what? Come along to this wonderful thing. You'll learn the secrets, how you can increase your sales by 2,473% overnight. It's all bullshit. So people go along there. People, if you're faced with like a, a queuing system, one is me with my completely sensible, uh, balanced approach to business, which is, yes, it's going to be long, arduous, but as long as you've got your mindset right, you can do it. And then the other side of the coin is two entrances. And the other entrance is saying, hey, come here. And for a thousand pounds, what you'll learn is this, 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 and this, and this the certainty salespeople. People will be queuing up there. And my message is a I believe, truly, I believe it to be like the the hare and the tortoise. I think that my whole approach is, see, every step of the way, everything that I've done, I've been told it was daft ideas. So if I look at full networking daft idea, I was told from the bank managers and people laughed at me. 5,000 networking events across the UK we run each year. My books, Brad, you can't call a book get off your ass, why not? Because it's an offensive title. It won't get stuck to, uh, stocked at Waterstones. It's now stocked at Waterstones. It's the highest rated business book on Amazon. Same goes for me being a motivational speaker. People laughed me out of it. And I'm doing the same with the personal development world is that I believe truly I believe there's a new way a new way which isn't this selling certainty I think the, the the new way in personal development is honest there and I think that's the bit that lacks in this whole personal development thing I really do and it, and it, and it pains me and it's something that I've got a bit of a crusade on uh, going forward in 2017
1: I, I absolutely love that Brad and um, you know I feel uh, I feel that's been such an important part of what we've created with Escape the, the Rat Race right. is that trust and that that community feeling that people know that you're the real deal that you're genuinely there to help and, and you're going to tell it like it is and that's you know absolutely the way that you live your life
0: Do you I can... agree though there Chris that you know there is this whole personal development here that somewhere along the way you can go on a day course and the next thing you're you know you, you, all your challenges are fell away and you're making loads of money there's this whole complete industry built up on that. And and it's sad because I see people that can ill afford to be spending money, but they want the the fast track. They want the fast track. and, And I'm sorry, the fast track doesn't exist, in my view. I think there's a faster track. I just don't believe there's a fast express route to success. I think it's going to be, like I say, long, arduous, and tested.
1: I agree because I'm learning from from that experience myself and and obviously that's the passion that we can share with others. And um, let's let's just take it back then to, I'd love to get your take on goal setting and, and setting a future vision because we always hear that you have to know why you're doing this and you have to have a really clear vision of what it is you want to achieve. So did you have that clear vision at the beginning, Brad?
0: I think what I had a clear vision of was I wanted to earn money. I was unhappy from a financial perspective where I was literally hand to mouth. So I'd have no spare income. 15 or 20 pounds was a big purchase for me back in the day when I was employed. Um, and, and, and to stay in that level of pressure from a financial pressure um, is, is, is is tough. And you can't do that for a life where you can. And that's where you end up unhappy. So that was my initial vision was to get out of that poverty trap really where I was um, I- spending a lot of money on travel lot of money on rent, that kind of thing, and actually having no spare income. So you're just working to keep a roof up here. One of the original things that I wanted to do, I did promise my son, he was a baby at the time, I'm delivering pizzas 12 years ago, by the way, keep my business flow. I um, I promised him that I'd take him to Disney World. I had no idea I was going to do that when I was on minimum pay. But that kept me focused. That kept me honest. And actually, I've taken my boys to Disney World for the last eight years. Um, so So it's that kind of thing. You need to tune into a mission that is more than just money. See, if your only motivation is money, it's not enough. So you need to have a purpose for that money. In my case, it was taking my um, my boys to uh, Disney World. So that's what I'd say to people is that your vision, whatever it is, just sense check it and say, okay, is that really my vision? Is that really why I'm doing this thing? Because I want money. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, what are you going to do with that money? Well, I want a Louis Vuitton handbag, not me. But, I want Louis- you know, that's not a big of a motivator. You, know, you get a whack in the mouth to go, oh, yeah. You know, let's go again because I want a Louis Vuitton handbag. That's not enough. But to do it for your family and do it for the right reasons, that's what kept me going. Because I've wanted to quit 11 times in the last 12 years. Like literally 11. I've got as close as any single individual can do to quitting. And the only reason I didn't quit is it was no longer about me. It was about my family and doing it for them.
1: That was one of the points that really stuck out for me when you spoke the other week was your one, two, three priorities and how you realized that actually you had those three the wrong way around. And um, maybe you could just share that quickly with everyone. Of course,
0: My priorities back in the day when I first started off were one, business, two, family, three, health. And actually, I've got type 2 diabetes. I've got my business was was rocking and rolling. Uh, I got type 2 diabetes because my health was at the back of the queue. And because my business was ahead of my family, I had a nervous breakdown and I also um, was one day away from getting divorced, but I've got a multi-million pound business. My priority list has flipped now. So my priority is health first, family second, business third. And that allows me to understand that actually if you've not got your health, everything else falls to shit anyway. Yeah. So I've just flipped it. So rather than it being which most people, this, you know, this entire, hey, 4 a.m. club, grind, hustle, um, priority is, is about business, winning at any cost. And that cost is often too much, in my case, you know, illness, and also I um, had a mental breakdown as well, nervous breakdown mentally, because the pressure got to me because I put health right at the back of the queue. So I urge all your listeners, as tempting as it is, to be focused on business, business, business to get it through. There is a way through which will take you a little bit longer, but you'll be able to sustain it because I could have quite easily been in weatherspoons at 8 a.m. in the morning now, drinking a pint, being divorced, and having lost my business as well. And that's, you know, that's what happens. So I would say to every single individual, this is my priority list. This should be your priority list. One health, two family, three business. and that's taken 12 years of running my own business to realize that if you if you you see what i'm saying but only because i was so close to losing it and it could have could have gone completely the other way i might have been like i say not having this interview now and be sat in weatherspoons nursing a pint at nine o'clock in the morning
1: advice that just must be heeded i i get very wrapped up in in working as well and my girlfriend's like you've just got to take some time out you know and sometimes when you're so focused on your business you you can just get really sucked in like that i guess, i can see that happening already so um yeah absolutely you know, critical I think,
0: advice i think i think we enjoy it because it's exciting right because when you're an entrepreneur and you're you're out there and you've got no money and you're, and you're and you're begging you're stealing you're stealing you're stealing you're borrowing you know i get it i get it, it's exciting but so is driving 100 mile an hour Can you imagine driving 100 miles an hour? How exciting is that? Oh, wonderful. It's redlining the car. Everything's exciting. And all of a sudden, a cat runs out in front of you. Straight away, you're either veering out of there and because you're going so fast, you've only got a split second to think about you've got no spare bandwidth. All of a sudden, you're in the hedge or you hit the cat, and then you've got to deal with that forevermore. That is a great metaphor for what happens when you're driving 100 miles an hour. You think it's exciting, and it is exciting whilst it goes your way. When it goes the other way, all of a sudden you go hang about, how did he end up here? Because you're, you're not in control. So my advice would be to do 70 or 80 miles an hour and be in control rather than being redlining, which is what caused me problems. You know, I've learned from that now. I've actually learned from as a result of it. And as I said, when I spoke at Junior's thing, you know, this is everyone's story. The difference is I'm daft enough to share it.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you keep driving at 100 miles per hour, you're going to burn out the engine, aren't you, pretty quickly. So you
0: can't sustain yeah. that forever. And that's yeah. the other thing. And go back to me, you know, dynamic entrepreneur, written four books, motivational speaker, run my business and everything's cool, blah, 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 blah. And yet I had a nervous breakdown. So, so are you telling me, I'm listening to, to this now, are you telling me that you've got more mental fortitude than me? Are you telling me that you can resist? That? Because I'll tell you something, you can't run from your head. So, there is a way here of, and it's a great example, something I do on one of my workshops. I say this, I say, Would you rather have a two million pound business and be divorced, nervous breakdown and broken? Or would you rather have a one million pound business and be happy, married and balanced? And it's an obvious, you know, but but there's a price to pay for success and often it's too much. And people don't realize that until it's too late. We know there's going to be some
1: tough times along the way, Brad. You just, just mentioned obviously some of your own personal experiences, What's a couple of tips or your best tip for someone who's 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 either in that transition period from employee to entrepreneur they're working a full time job and then they're going home at night and they're they're putting four. Five hours into their own business, and maybe weekends as well. And sometimes the motivation dips. You know, we're putting the work in, and a, a phrase that that I like is is success is a lagging indicator. You've got mm-hmm. to put the hard work in before you necessarily see the results. So, what are a few tips for people who maybe are just not seeing those results yet and are getting right. a bit demotivated?
0: So, two things here. If you're running a business and and also running a full time job, I get it, I get it. But somewhere along the way, what's happening here? is you don't 100% believe in your business idea because actually if you're 100% as in 100% believed in your business idea you'd walk today right but somewhere along the way either you've not got the money either you've not got the whatever but something's going on here because actually just think about the logic that you know if you 100% believed in something you wouldn't you know if you 100% believe that your parachute's going to work you wouldn't worry about you know jumping i think I think that's something that the people need to question themselves here. And this isn't about being reckless or throwing everything in the bin. It's not about that, right? But I think you need to put down a deadline. See, I walked out of a job after a meeting at work. I went, you know what, shove it. And I walked out, £25,000 in debt, no income, a wife that wanted me to go and get a proper job and baby Ben. I had no savings and I walked out of a job. At no point have I starved to death. At no point have I um, had my house repossessed. I've had letters from the the, the, the mortgage people set, telling me that you know that I'm behind in this, that and the other, and I rang them up and I knew what to do and blah 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 blah. But at no point have I lost. So all these things in your fear that you think are going to happen, they, they don't or it's rare. They they do. You've got to be really stupid to lose your house, right? Because actually, there's laws in place now that actually, as long as you speak to them, it's when people don't speak to them that's what causes them problems. So I would ask, I would ask your audience to say, okay, put down a date. Put a date down when you're going to hand your notice in and walk, right? Whether it's three months away, six months away, a year away. Put that date in your calendar, and on that date, you walk or you decide that actually it's not for you. Because I'm telling you, as that, as that deadline nears, you'll get more and more focused. The fear that you're going to have to encounter will bubble over or it will, you, you'll turn down the heat and it'll subside. But you've got to give yourself a deadline because at the moment, you, you're not taking it seriously, if I'm really honest. You're not taking it seriously. You're playing at it, and then when you get playing at it, it, results. That's when you start getting upset and frustrated that it's not working fast enough. If you don't 100% believe in your business, don't get upset when the person you're trying to sell your products or services to doesn't 100% believe in your business either. Deadline definitively. Ask yourself a question: Do you 100% believe in this business? If the answer is yes, then what are you waiting for? Because my wife wanted me to go and get um, three months' worth of money before starting my own business off. All right Now, bear in mind, going back to what I said before, £20 was a big spend back then. Imagine I could save £100 a month, let's say, for sake of argument, or £200 a month. It would have took me two, three years to get to that three months' worth of money. And then what happens if the alternator on the car goes or the boiler goes or we need to buy a school uniform? But do you see what I'm saying? So all of a sudden, you're waiting for perfect condition. That'd be probably about 42 years old before I started the business upon that basis. Yeah. So I never starved to death. I never got my house repossessed. So the question I would ask is, what's the danger? The danger here is if you start your own business and it doesn't work, then guess what? You can go and get a proper job, which takes you exactly back to the very place where you already started. Go for it. Brilliant stuff.
1: I'm going to move on to have a little bit of fun with you now. So this a new feature, which you're the, the very first uh, guest to, uh, to sample this. So uh, maybe let me know uh, you, you go, what you think of this. So I'm um, going to move into a few kind of rapid fire questions here for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, going to kick it off with the daily discipline. So this is one habit or activity that keeps you focused and on the path every day. What
0: would that be? Twitter. Twitter or, or social media, I'm massive on social media in terms of, when I say massive, I'm massively active. So I'm on Facebook, the full networking community uh, daily. So, I mean, listen, that's where I hang out on, on Facebook, the for networking uh, Facebook community. I also hang out on Twitter, 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 Twitter. Twitter. I, I just love social media. It keeps me active. It allows me to, to, to throw my thoughts out there. And the, also the great thing about that is also... Uh, allows me to find new content so i put stuff out there and if it takes light i go okay that's cool and i put it into a little folder and then i know that that's you know that'll be new content either for one of my speaking gigs or and another book and that's how i've written this this last this fourth book this now what book was on that basis
1: that moves nicely into all readers are leaders so what's the book or audio other than your own which has most inspired you recently
0: yeah tony blair's autobiography um i just love that in that, it for me, it showed me that what they did, the, the Labour Party, New Labour, is they um, made the establishment look old fashioned and footy it, Which is exactly what I've done every step of the way, whether it's for networking, my books, my speaking. That's what I've done. I've made the establishment look old fashioned and footy dotty, not by saying, "Hey, they're old fashioned and footy they?" but by making them look because I'm so um, progressive and, 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 and a modern approach to business. So Tony Blair's autobiography for me, just, just fabulous. Fantastic.
1: Okay, so moving swiftly on to the rejection recall. So can you recall the biggest rejection in your business life? What was it and how did you bounce back from that?
0: I've had lots of rejections. And actually, I don't give a shit about them anymore. It's funny because I genuinely not bothered. There was a time when I... um. I went for a TV show to be a presenter on a TV show, and I got down to the last two, and I got rejected. And, uh, you know, their job is to waste your time. Since that point, I've had three or four TV inquiries, and what I'm not doing anymore is I'm not getting on, on, on the train, going all the way to London to have an hour meeting, because their job is to waste your time. If they're interested, they'll get in their car and come to you. So I've learned massively from it. But, yeah, TV company, and I think one of the funny things, one of the funniest things ever is I was on um you like this? I was actually uh, filmed for the one show and I was due to be on it. Uh, let's say it was Monday at 7 p.m. And I told everyone, I emailed my database, 100,000 people, and told them that I'm going to be on the one show and the screen grab of me speaking to the one show and this and the other. And uh, 7 o'clock comes, the show was on, everyone's tuned in. It's like I I'll, I'll watch on on Twitter, everyone's watching it. 7.29, I'm still not on. Show goes not- off, everyone lolling. The producer says, sorry, Brad, it got cut last minute, but don't worry, it's going to be on on Wednesday. So I'm going, oh good <laughs> god! I then created a hashtag called the non-show. Right? <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me. So I told everyone, "It's not a problem, guys. I've just had the producer on the phone. They apologise. It's going to be on Wednesday. So guess what? Everyone tuned in on Wednesday, and guess what? It was cut again. And that oh, was it. yeah, wounded, wounded, wounded. So that was probably the biggest thing. But what I did is, like I say, I created the hashtag the non-show. Rather than running from it, I actually started embracing it. A couple of mentors now. Yeah. Um with info networking one is Ian dixon uh, former european business coach of the year 2013 he looks after me and funny enough i'm on my way to see him today uh we're going to go and have a curry and get drunk and also the other guy called Cros Crosley is the mind yeah. tech technician and, um, another phrase that really technician. stuck in my head when you spoke so the other way mentors was for me rather than actively going hey guys i'm looking for a mentor you just find awesome. someone awesome. that's what i do i just find someone you know mr Miage, and um, we found daniel painting painting Inventis. It wasn't, hey, I need to have a mentor. So I would rather than actively yeah. say I need a mentor, just actively look for one. And then when you find the right person, but this is the other thing, follow one person, follow one person. When you're trying to follow too many people, you know, for, and like I say, I've got two, one a business coach and a mental coach. So when you're trying to follow, follow too many people, it gets confusing. And that's where I think people go wrong. You see them. On Facebook, go to the next conference and the next conference and the next conference and the next conference and the next conference. Fucking do something. You know, too much talking, not enough doing.
1: Final one of this rapid fire new feature here. It's called What's Happening? And this is what's the most used app on your phone at the moment, Brad?
0: Yeah, that's it. I'm looking now. The most used app on my phone is Waze. Um, which is the GPS system by Google, which um, is great because it's a real-time social media thing. So I'm driving along the motorway and I see a police speed trap. I press the button to say police speed trap and everyone else on the network gets to see there's a police speed trap there. That saved me nine points in the last 12 uh, 12 months. I drive 20,000 to 40,000 miles a year. I love Waze. Thank you so much, Google. And I'll tell you something about that. great example of technology ways um i've got a 200 300 pound garmin um gps i don't use it anymore it's in the bin right and i use ways a free app w-a-z-e honestly absolute point saver
1: so brad it's been awesome speaking to you i know that your your schedule is hectic you've talked about your book that's coming up when when is that coming out brad
0: yeah, it's November seventeenth. So by the time that people read or listen to this, um, go to bradburton.biz forward slash now what and you'll see everything you need to see about that new book. But genuinely, it's a book where uh, if you're at a crossroads in your life, will help you find answers. And this is from experience of of, of losing uh, lots of stuff, of experience of winning lots of stuff. And it's the kind of book that only you can write having had the ups and downs of running a business for over a decade.
1: That sounds great. And of course, you've got your four networking meetings all across the country. Where would people go to find out about where their closest meeting might be, Brad?
0: Good stuff. So do find it on Facebook, the Four Networking Community. That's probably the best way to look at it. Or go onto the website, fournetworking.biz, which we are now working on a brand new website, which will be out in May next year. But yeah, I mean, you've got my books, find me on Amazon, just Google Brad Burton if you want to have more access to me, but do find me on social media, like I say, I'm really active, and tell me that you listen to this podcast, and then we go from there.
1: Excellent. Brad, thank you so much for your time today, it's been an absolute pleasure at speaking to you, I look forward to our next encounter, and I wish you all the very best for the forthcoming future. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brad Burton. He laid it all on the line in typical Brad fashion. Doesn't hold anything back and I love his style. If you enjoyed Brad's interview and you want to check out more of his work, then go to Amazon. He's got a whole bunch of books there. Get off your ass. Get off your ass too. And Life Business just got easier. He is absolutely phenomenal. He's the UK's number one motivational speaker and now I think you know why. OK, you've been a great audience today, as always. If you haven't already joined the Escape the Rat Race Facebook page and online community, then search for us there. We've got a private group and you're more than welcome to join. And of course, the official Escape the Rat Race website, dot. E-T-R-R dot online with loads of free training resources and a whole bunch of personal development books and business books to get you motivated and fired up. Wishing you a wonderful week. Until next time. Bye.